This is the local this music is revolution. The local this music is revolution. The local music revolution. Local music revolution. Local music revolution. Local music revolution. Hello and welcome to the Local Music Revolution. I am your host, Ogre. On today's episode, we have a band out of the Central Valley of California called Spirit Descending. So I'll give you a little backstory about this interview. I started to take the plunge to do the podcast in very, very early 2015. I got everything I needed and I was starting to try to find bands that I could interview and do this podcast. I went to a sci-fi con here in my hometown. I just happened to stumble upon a booth that had Spirit Descending on the banner and they were promoting. So I stopped and talked to them and there were these two ladies, really enthusiastic, and they were about their band. And I was like, this is great. This is exactly what I'm looking for. This came right as a time as I was trying to set everything up and talk myself into actually doing this podcast. Because like with many people, I was kind of afraid to take the first steps because I didn't know if I was going to fall on my face. Eventually I did and it's become something I really, really cherish in my life. But Spirit Descending came through exactly when I needed them to and I really, really did everything in my power to get them on the show. So I contacted them and they asked me to do an interview a month later, which I had no idea what was going on. I thought they would want to do an interview as soon as possible. But April 24th rolls around and I got to interview them. When I finally got to talk to them, I was able to talk to Chris and to Eric, the singer and the drummer respectively. We talked about how they got together, how they plan on moving forward, and they explain why their CD is taking so very long to come out. I also got to talk about drums for a little bit, which was always a fun thing for me. Eric mixes and matches his cymbals, and me, I like Sabian cymbals so much so that my cat's name is Sabian and he's evil, but that's for a whole different thing. One of the highlights for the episode for me was actually being able to talk to Chris and Eric about an impromptu acoustic set that they did overlooking the San Francisco Bay. It was a very, very interesting story, and I really, really hope that I get to see something like that. It just sounds so incredible and just sounds like something that is so special to be part of. I really, really hope that they continue what they're doing because everything they've done so far that I've heard is really something that I I enjoy and I'm looking forward to seeing how they flourish in the future. Before we get to Spirit Descending, I want to take this time, as I always do, to thank everybody that's been listening, everybody that's been participating, and everybody that's involved in the local music revolution. I really cannot do any of this without you guys. You guys are amazing. The podcast has started to take off 
way more than I ever thought it would, and it's scary, it's exciting, it's nerve-wracking, all of these emotions are going on at the same time. I'm trying to keep my head, but sometimes it just gets really, really confusing. So please bear with me, because there are so many things going to be happening soon. I'm going to be actually trying to start having more content. I've already got ideas lined up. I already have blog posts in mind. I'm just needing to find the time to sit down and write something coherent and something that people will enjoy and can relate to. That's really what I'm trying to do. I would like this podcast to be well-rounded. I'd like to actually have a blog in the future. I'm just trying to set it up with a decent base, kind of like I did with the podcast. So please give me time. I will make sure everything's good. If you want to contact me or you like the podcast, please go to Facebook, facebook.com slash the local music revolution. Like the page, talk to the page. I'm behind the page. I will answer your questions and or your comments. I'm also the man behind the Twitter. So go to at TLMR podcast and follow the podcast. I try to be as social as possible. Sometimes I'm awkward like that. Give me a break here. I've never actually tried to have a social media presence. I've just been. So it's it's an interesting little task I've, I've drummed up for myself. The podcast is on Tumblr. If you are one of those people that use Tumblr, please bear with me because I am having problems with the Tumblr blog updating. As soon as I get it resolved, I'll make sure everything is on the up and up. Thank you very much for your patience. The Local Music Revolution is also on Instagram. I keep forgetting to tell people that because I just forget. Um, I really enjoy Instagram. I have my personal one. I have one for the Local Music Revolution. Please follow the Local Music Revolution on Instagram at the Local Music Revolution. The podcast is being run through a WordPress currently. You can follow WordPress. Just go to thelocalmusicrevolution.wordpress.com. You can follow it. You can check out all of the information that's on there, all the FAQs. If you are interested in being an artist on this show, all you have to do is fill out the interview sign-up sheet, please. Before you contact me and try to sell your band to me, please fill that out. It makes it so much easier for me to deal with your band because all of the information I need is right there. It's a streamlined process, and it's for everybody involved. I also have a link to the shop, the Local Music Revolution shop. All you have to do, click on that, and you can see all the merch that is available. I believe that there are pillows and there are bed sheets or bed spreads on there. I thought it was funny, so I kept it on there. There's also water bottles. There's t-shirts, stickers, bumper stickers, business cards, all of those things for the Local Music Revolution. Go check it out. Go get some merch, support the revolution, and remember, if you do get any of this merch, take a picture of yourself with the merch, and I will post you on all of our social media outlets. One last thing before we get into this is the podcast is now sponsored, officially sponsored. We have our first sponsor, and that sponsor is Stringjoy out of Nashville, Tennessee. As such... Being that we are now sponsored, you also get perks for being listeners. So if you go to go to stringjoy.com, check out their strings, 
get one of the pre-made packs. If not, you can always get custom strings. Scott will work with you and try to get the best strings for your playing or the idea you have in your head. All you have to do, use local as the promo code and you will get a discount being that you are a listener of the podcast. Thank you very much, Stringjoy. It's wonderful to have you aboard. And I'm here with Chris and Eric from Spirit Descending. How are you guys doing? Awesome. I'm yeah, pretty good. Well, that's very, very, very good to hear. It's been a, an interesting couple of days trying to get everybody together so that we can do this. So I'm really glad that you guys are, are able to do this. So thank you very much. Well, thank you for having us. All right. So to start this out, I would I would like to know how you guys became a band. Well, <laughs> it all started about a little bit more than six years. We just celebrated our sixth anniversary uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, me and Elaine, the guitarist, we used to be, um, before Spirit Descending, me and her used to be in another band uh, for a couple years. When we broke up, um, I told Elaine, hey, you know, I we have good chemistry. Let's find new, new, new band members and start a new project. And... Um, that's how I found um, Chris and uh, and Amanda, and our old bass player, uh, bass player Matt, on, uh, online on a musician's website, and um, uh, I invited them to to practice and uh, see what they thought about our new project, and that's how Spirit Descending became alive six years ago. Nice, nice. Um, in the beginning days, did you guys have um, the uh, the aspiration to be this symphonic metal that you guys are describing at this current time well to be honest with you i um i always wanted to be in a rock band with um i wanted to have a female singer i always wanted that i didn't know exactly the style i wanted it to be but um i think it just been it has been evolving in this past six years because you can tell from the first album that we recorded four years ago to this new one, the music has just been evolving, and uh, I think we're very, very happy right now with all the music that we're creating, and um, I think we're all happy with, with everything, the way things are coming together. So currently, uh, what does the band consist of? I'm sorry. Currently, what does the the members consist of? What do you guys play? Uh, well, we have Chris on vocals. We have Elaine on guitar, Amanda on keyboard, and me, uh, Eric, on drums. And uh, um, are all four of you, like, original members, or have there been other lineup changes other than the bass? It's been uh, the... Oh, go I'm ahead, Chris. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, no, you're fine. Um, yeah, we're all pretty much the original members of the band, aside from the, the bassist um, that we separated from, uh, or separated with, I guess. Uh, we are all the original members of the, the first Spirit Descending when it came about. And and you guys you guys updated your, your Facebook and your website saying that you guys had a bass player last year, um, but in your anniversary show, there wasn't any any um, bass player on stage. Can you go into that, or is that something that's a little touchy? Um, it's not 
terribly touchy. Um, we did uh, recruit a bass player. Uh, his name is Walter. Um, he came to a couple of our practices. We got along really well, so there's no like bad blood or anything. Um, but for personal reasons, um, essentially, he couldn't go on to play with us. So we've just pretty much been going without a bass player since. Uh, being that you guys are... are heavily influenced with the synth and everything like that do you guys um is there a bottom end added in the synth in the synthesizer or is it just um um you guys are cruising without a bass right now okay i'm sorry what was the question <laughs> um being that you guys use the synthesizer and and the, the keyboards and everything uh usually you can add low end um with the keyboards are you guys use, utilizing that right now for your live shows, or are you just um, playing the shows without the bass line in there? Um, a lot of the yeah, a lot of the bass, uh, the bassy parts are pretty much emphasized by the keyboards. Absolutely correct. That's awesome. That, that's very cool. I, I love the synthesizer sound. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah, and then our keyboardist Amanda, she's she's pretty much when it comes to music, she's a jack of all trades too. So. When we recorded our EP, um, she actually took on the bass parts and played an actual bass um, on the recording. Um, did you guys have a bass player while you guys were recording your, your album that has yet been released? Or uh, was that also Synthesizer? Or did she pick up the bass too? For the first album, we did have a bass, uh, but, or an actual bass player. And then for the the EP for the new songs that uh, we're releasing uh, she she played them in studio but live we don't have anybody playing uh, the bass line um, and speaking of that um, I have the title uh, Creatures of Habit is that your, your the EP you were talking about or is that your first album no that is the that is the EP oh that's Creatures the EP okay. yeah the first album uh, it's a self-titled album Spirit Descending oh okay yeah. Awesome. Uh, I yeah, I didn't have the name, and I felt really bad because I could not find that while I was doing the research. <laughs> um. So where did you guys record um, the music? Have you guys done more than one studio? Is it like a home setup, or a is it a place um, that that you have uh, friends at and you've become partners, basically? Uh, for our first album, uh, there both of them have been uh, professional studios. Nice. The first one, though, um, it was through a friend of mine. Uh, he actually records a lot of um, Mexican music. And, uh, you know, I said, why not? You know, he gave us a good price, so we went with him and tried uh, to record him, which we're, we're happy with the album. Uh, but for the second one, though, we wanted to go with another friend of ours. Um, What's the name of the studio, Chris? Uh, it was the Scenic Science Studios yes. out in Dinuba uh, with yes. Frankie Velasco. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's in a valley. I, I really like that. It's good to know that you guys are staying local and everything. Um, so the the demo that you gave out, um, you guys went to the Sci-Fi Con here in Tulare, and you gave out a two-song demo. Uh, are those songs off the first album, or are they like promotional for the new? Um, EP that you guys are putting out. Uh, those are, guys. <laughs> um, those are two uh, promotional songs from the EP that uh, the Creatures of Habit 
that we're hoping to release here with the rest of the songs uh, pretty soon. And how many songs are on this release? On that one, there's going to be six. Six songs? That's awesome. That's really good. I listened to it a a few times while I was doing the research. I really enjoyed it. It it was very, very interesting take on music. I haven't heard that in the Valley in a while, at least. So it's very nice to hear that stuff coming out of the Valley. Um, so, like I mentioned, uh, you guys went to the Sci-Fi Con here in Tulare. Um, usually it's cosplay and, and, you know, nerdy movies and, and stuff like that. Uh, what led you guys to getting a, um, what led to you guys having a booth there? And how did that work out for you guys? <laughs> well, actually, uh, long story short, um, it was actually supposed to be just for myself, just because I am an author and I do a lot of like collaborations and, and music on the side. Um, so the table was actually originally just supposed to be for myself. But then, you know, just kind of thinking about it, I was like, no, this would be a great way to promote the band. Um, there's actually a song that we wrote on the EP that's inspired by, well, most of it's inspired by, um, like, mythological creatures and and stuff like that but namely one song um, was actually based on a video game <laughs> and so I was like you know what I think it would fit in that kind of a fantasy uh, fantasy setting fantasy theme to it and um, you know I've heard a lot about you know promoting at conventions and stuff like that and, and I feel like it was actually a pretty good success to get some exposure for the band um, so I turned the solo table into uh, a method of promoting uh, the band that's really cool. Did you guys see a spike in in uh, like likes on Facebook or traffic on your website or like uh, people listening to your music? Uh, yeah, actually, we we got together with one of the other uh, vendors or exhibitors there at Sci-Fi Con. Uh, he's actually running a business with his his mom there. And he came out of the booth, and he was just so enamored with the music. And he actually became the head of our street team. Um, he's actually been helping with our exposure as well, uh, just getting the word out there. You know, just sharing videos on Facebook, and it's it's generated a lot of likes and interest uh, just from the valley alone. Congratulations! I I love the DIY approach to music. Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think that's that's the future of music and we should all embrace it so that's that's amazing that you guys are doing that um so right now um can you tell me about the song petrified um that song is actually really dear to our guitarist elaine um she originally came up with the riff uh when we were in the writing phase for the ep she started just chugging along and and we kind of shaped it a little bit different than what she had originally planned for it but after it was all put together she absolutely loved the way it was and we've pretty much left it that way but the story behind it uh, we kind of wanted to write a song about Medusa the Gorgon uh, Medusa who turns people to stone hence petrify Um, and I, I think this, and it's actually been one of the tougher songs for me to remember, even though I write the lyrics, um, kind of weird, but, <laughs> um, it's, it's actually been a really cool song that, like Eric mentioned before, music has evolved, our music has evolved 
through the writing process and, and over time that song has really like stuck with me it's, it's really really neat so what is it that that uh interested you about the gorgons and and medusa was it just the mythological uh stories or was it something but more um as far as uh just the petrify story yeah i've always been into things like you know greek lore um actually on our first album i wrote a song about persephone um and and her struggles and all that but uh in general, me and Elaine actually came up with the idea of writing uh, the song about Medusa just because of how how, how much of a tortured soul she really is, um, being cursed with that, you know, turning people to stone if you look at them, um, but then at the same time, just how how powerful she really is. So that was kind of how we came, came up with that concept. That is amazing. I am a Greek mythology nerd. Uh, one of my last releases, oh, actually, awesome. <laughs> two two of my last releases were actually based on Greek mythology because I thought it would be a fun project. So, um, nice. yeah, I wrote I wrote an EP and an album about it. So I love that stuff. Um, so right now we'll play Petrified. Stolen, you can't. 
and that was petrified um that actually that was the first song i heard from you guys and i really enjoy it now that i know it's legitimately about gorgons I, i've got to re-listen to that and just be awesome about it again um <laughs> i'm sorry i'm riffing now. <laughs> um so you guys you guys have been together for just over six years uh as you stated previously you had a six-year anniversary show on april 4th 2015 and um you guys were promoting that when I met you guys. Uh, what was the idea behind the sixth anniversary show, uh, other than the celebration? And um, how was it? Was it amazing for you guys? Well, we wanted to do. We've been wanting to do a anniversary show, but we have never done one. This is actually our first anniversary show we we ever done. And actually, our anniversary is in December. And we were supposed to have this show um, in December of 2014, oh, okay. but for, you know some things happened, so we have to reschedule it. And the next day was April April 4th, um, the next available day. And um, I'm a bartender, and actually where we have that show, it's at my bar where I work. Oh, that's and, awesome! And uh, the reason I wanted to do it there was because all my customers know I'm in a band, but no one has ever seen me play live. Uh, so I'm like, you know what? Why not? This will be a great opportunity to gain um, new new fans, and we had a great success. It was probably half. It, it was really uh, really crowded in there. There was actually I didn't know this, but security guards afterwards told me there was actually uh, there was a line of like 30 or 40 people outside waiting to come inside. Oh, I wow. never I didn't know this, which is you know it made me very proud. Um, for, for me and for my band, you know, that we actually had a big line outside for people to try to come inside. And it was a great success, and I think we made a lot of new fans. So that was the, the main purpose I wanted to do it there, to gain all my customers as new fans. That's awesome, man. So, Congratulations. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so after everything was said and done, after the smoke cleared, uh, uh, do you guys have plans to... Uh, to elaborate on that and maybe go on a tour or are you guys uh waiting until the the album is released i think the plan right now is we would like to release the um the full ep creatures of habit uh sometime this summer um we don't have a, a specific date or a venue yet but we would like to release it uh, but as far as uh, shows, we have a couple shows coming up in uh, in May in Los Angeles, and uh, there's other shows that we have planned for um, August, August uh, slash September to go to uh, Las Vegas and uh, and in Los Angeles again. Oh, nice. But um, we're still looking into that specific date to to release the album. So the album the album is done. Um, and, and it's it's ready to go. You guys are just waiting. Pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pretty much. We we uh, we actually finished it recording it uh, in 2013. Wow. So we it's it's ready. We just haven't had um, we haven't found the right opportunity to release it. And uh, but we would like to for that opportunity to to happen this year, hopefully by the summer, and uh, and and finally release the the EP Creatures of Habit 
Wow. So yeah, a lot of that has to do with the fact that we weren't sure because it was only six songs that we finished um, and actually got recorded with Phoenix Sciences, and we basically were like, you know, do we want to add more? Do we want to? you know, continue from there, do we just want to keep it as an EP? So we've held on to, you know, this new music for so long um, because of that. But ultimately, we decided recently that we just want to release the EP, um, and then anything that we add on will be, you know, newer material, newer a newer album, essentially. Um, so you guys mentioned when I met you that, that there was a story behind the EP. Is that something that you guys can elaborate on? Well, with the Creatures of Habit, uh, the EP itself, there's a story behind each song. Um, what's going to happen or what we've kind of come up with collectively is that we want to actually go into a, a new, another album using some of these songs and weaving together uh, a concept. Oh, um, nice. We don't have full details on it right now. We kind of have like the skeleton of it. Um, you know, it's going to be a conflict between angels and demons. Um, it's going to pretty much the the second song on that sample CD that we gave you, Revenge, she said. Yeah. Um, is actually the basis of the story. So, you know, it's the fallen angel concept uh, where the girl falls in love with who she finds out is essentially the sense of hell, and he's out to, to kill her and take her essence to ascend to his father's throne. Um, and take over the underworld. Wow. Uh, that's pretty much the basis of it. There's a lot of stuff intertwined uh, in the middle of it, um, and we're going to use some of these songs to actually put together that concept. And um, actually, uh, one of my friends, Ellie, Ellie Potts, she's an author, and she and I kind of been talking about the story as well, and we thought it would be really awesome to put it into novel form so we're actually trying to put make a, a novel we're working with Amanda to make it a graphic novel because she's huh. an artist as well and, um, and and ultimately the goal at least for me because I've always wanted to do this since, since high school is actually to put together a rock opera um, <laughs> That's out of the awesome. concept album because <laughs> um, of my choir roots and everything but uh, inspired by things like you know Repo the genetic opera uh, and, and stuff like that is really just that dark, gritty, uh, rock opera type thing. I'm like, we need more of that stuff. <laughs> so I think it would be really neat to kind of use our concepts into as many outlets as we can, you know, novel form, graphic novel, you know, rock opera, whatever we can do to kind of get our music and our ideas out there. Yeah, I just actually interviewed a film company that turned one of their short films into a comic book. Uh, it, it doesn't go along with the story. It kind of veers off and, and gives side uh -huh. stories and everything. But it, it's a very, very interesting way to continue promotion of a project you spent a lot of your time on. And right. it, it gives you avenues. You can continue. You can, you know, stop. You can continue one avenue. I mean, it, it's a great thing that you... That that idea is just awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... When when you guys sit down to write these songs, um, how do they form? Is it just riffs? It's a, is it beats? Do you guys jam? Um, Chris, have you just come in with a set of lyrics and go, this is the mood, I want this kind of song? Or it, actually, how do you guys work? Yeah, actually, now that you bring it up, it's kind of a mixture um, of everything. Like one day we'll have, you know, Eric will come up with a beat or, you know, Elaine will come in, like, 
you know, for example, with Petrovi, she came in with the riff, and we kind of just build off of that. A lot of it is just jamming and, you know, playing it over and over until something comes to mind. Um, but yeah, but specific to your question, Creatures of Habit, the song itself, um, was one that I actually wrote. Um, I wrote, I don't know, gosh, that was like a couple of years ago. And I had the set of lyrics, I, exactly like you said, I brought it to brought it to practice and I was like, okay, this is, I want to write this. I want to write this acoustic song because we got into such like a heavier um, heavier sound that I was like, okay, let's dial it back down. Let's, let's make something that we could essentially turn into acoustic later on. Um, and, and Creatures of Habit ended up forming uh, with that one. And part of Revenge, you said, um, I had actually come in with some of the lyrics initially uh, to kind of contribute to that. Um, well, when you say acoustic, do you mean like full-on just guitar vocal track? Or does Eric have like a percussive uh, side to it also? Um, when we kind of strip all of the, you know, distortion and all the amps and stuff, yeah, it's a lot of uh, acoustic starting with the vocals and guitar uh amanda actually has a mandolin that she brings um with us whenever we travel and and she'll break that out and then eric also has like a hand drum uh that he'll play alongside that so even though it's acoustic it's still a full band production exactly yes that's awesome that that's really cool not a lot of bands can pull that off it's it's really nice (laughs) to hear that so you're talking about acoustic, and I read on, I believe it was your Facebook uh, for the band, you guys had gone to San Francisco, and there was like an impromptu acoustic set on the bay. Um, can you go into that? I thought that was extremely interesting, and I would love to hear the story behind that. Well, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Eric. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, Amanda's mom actually lives up in in the um, Northern California area, uh, and after we played the, it was Bitch Fest, it was a breast cancer benefit show out in Oakland, um, they were like, you know what, I know this perfect spot out by the bay, let's, let's head out there. Um, so we, we went out, we sat there, we broke out the instruments, and we're like, you know, this would be a really cool place to actually just sit and play, because, um, you know, it was one of those first time that we've ever had the real opportunity to do that and it was a, a gorgeous view actually fireworks went off <laughs> uh, <laughs> later on in the set and uh, we had uh, groups of people you know a couple of people here and there and they were coming along just to kind of listen to the music and you know and it was really neat to kind of have people stop just to listen to to us play it was a really cool experience uh have you guys done that since are uh, are there plans maybe to do it again sometime? Well, um, well, I was actually thinking now that you were talking, Chris, about this, what we did in in uh, in, in after the show in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually thinking that we should probably do something like that in LA for our main shows. We don't have any plans. We haven't planned uh, to do something else like that. But I think it'll be awesome to to just to see, I don't know, sit by the beach and just start playing some acoustic songs. That'll be good. And since we're going in LA, uh, to LA in next month, that'll probably be awesome too, to maybe do another acoustic set, just, you know, while we're enjoying the beach. 
I'll be cool to do. That's a great idea. Yeah. I would love to do that. I mean, I, I'd love to see that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm riffing again. Um, so you guys, uh, you guys travel a lot outside of the valley. Um, it, is that more out of necessity or just the fact that you like playing those places? It's nothing, nothing against the Valley. I mean, this, this is our roots. This is where we started. Uh, we've had numerous shows in, in like the Fresno area. We, I don't know if I mentioned this to you at Sci-Fi Con, but we're really trying to get a show out here in Visalia. Um, but to be honest, a lot of the, the sound is really hard to match with shows. Um, yeah. Again, really tricky question because I love the bands that we played with. Um, but because we're so different, at least from what I've noticed, it's it's really like tough to like follow, say, a death metal act, and then you have to uh, like my vocals come in and I'm singing, and and people are just kind of like, do I like this? You know, <laughs> kind of confused. Yeah. I mean, and we've run into that same thing outside of the valley too, so it's not just here. Um, but a lot of it is to kind of gain exposure up and down the state. Uh, we have played in like Las Vegas before. Uh, ultimately, of course, the goal is to tour, tour the nation. But uh, we know we want to try to get up at least into Oregon and like Seattle area because we know that the music scene is pretty big in there uh, in the states too. Um, you you guys say that your the valley is your home base, um, and of course, it's my home base too. Um, oh, something I saw that I I kind of chuckled at is it says um, your band is from three different cities at varying distances apart. <laughs> Can you explain that? <laughs> it was actually like, well, when we had our base, which it was actually, we were all from different areas. <laughs> um, yeah, because Eric is, and this is where we rehearse usually, is at his place in Parlier. Um, we, Elaine used to live in, in Selma, like, then there was like Sanger, Fresno, and then I'm actually here in the South Valley um, in Tulare. So a lot of that I think has to do with the fact that, you know, Eric found us um, online and I don't know, <laughs> it all just, it worked out and, and we still make the practice and we make it work. That sounds like it would be a lot of, of um, a lot of frustration on everybody's part. Um, I, I've had a band straight from Tulare, everybody, including myself, from Tulare, and it was like pulling teeth sometimes to get everybody to practice. Like, <laughs> it's great that you guys can be able to pull that off from from so many different places and be able to convene and, and practice. Um, how how do your practices go? Do you guys um, practice constantly practice that that new EP? So when it's released, you guys don't have to try to relearn the songs or do you guys have a specific set that you practice all the time mm, well usually our our practice day is sundays and um sometimes we um it's it's we, we like each other like a family to be honest with you <laughs> and we usually when we get together we practice we take a break we go get pizza we get a couple beers you know it's, it's <laughs> It, it's like our day to hang out outside, yeah. you know, our, our, our jobs and, and, and everything else. So, you know, we practice for, for a couple hours, and then we take dinner, then we'll practice again. And um, 
And that's usually how we do it. And I think that's one of the main reasons we we still together as original members because we're very close in in that aspect that um, we just don't meet to practice in the, in the shows, but we actually hang out and and uh, and have a good time with each other. And um, but you know, it's it's it, sometimes it is difficult to get together uh, for a practice because we all live in different uh, areas. And with our jobs being, you know, I work night times. Uh, some of the other girls work daytime. So it's sometimes it's hard to to um, find the right day to practice. But when we do, we usually do a long practice to make it up for the other weeks we haven't practiced. Is it so like? How it, do you guys celebrate like when you are able to practice after a long time? Does it just? Is it one of those things where it's like I needed this so much? And I'm yes. so happy I'm Absolutely. here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real de-stressor, um, I find, you know, that outlet. And, and getting the opportunity to do that, you know, at least once a week, twice a week, um, with, like what Eric said, with our family, it, it really just takes a load off of all the stress from, from the rest of the week. I really do think that uh, the bands should be like family. It's something that that there are a few bands that I've I've witnessed are missing that, and that's why you see so many members going in and out of those bands, and and only one like singular original member in that band. Um, uh, I personally, when I was in bands, those those guys were my brothers, and I loved them like I love my brother, and um, it's it's. I think it's something that a band must be able to do because eventually you guys want to tour, like you said, and I don't know if you guys can live with somebody that you don't appreciate like a family member. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I'm sorry. I'll have to cut this out. I brain fart. Um, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <It's> all, <right. laughs> all right, so your practices and everything, um, you said... Um, are you guys writing new music, uh, being that the, the EP is two years old? Do you guys have new songs that you practice? Or do you put a cap on it until that release is out? No, we actually have a couple new songs already um, being complete. Uh, and we're actually probably going to get ready to start um, doing those at shows. We actually started playing. One of the new songs is called um, Godless. We we recently started playing uh, that song in the most recent shows. We also have another one that's brand new, uh, which I would like to play in in our next show. Uh, but we besides those two, we have a a bunch of ideas too. We have um, ideas uh, for new music. We're always whenever we finish our you know our practice set, we always jump into new ideas, new. Um, try to get new songs and uh, try to work on them. Do you guys use technology to help you write? Like, do you guys record riffs and stuff like that and send them back to for- back and forth and emails and stuff like that so that you guys can write while you're away from the band? Yes. <laughs> well, when we first started, we used to record them in, in, in a tape. On cassette tapes. Yeah, cassette tapes. <laughs> we still have those tapes, actually. I know. I used to do that, too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's People how we started don't... now. We just record um, uh, either on, on a cell phone or an iPad or whatever, and then we just email them. 
like ideas or or whatever idea came that specific practice and then we just send them to each other and see if we can come up with something else you know to add to that idea are there any examples of songs that you guys have that actually uh, were written using that process using the like the back and forth process yes yes sorry um a lot of the new well i don't know i would say most of them are um even dating back to the whole cassette tape thing you know we'll kind of revisit it all right you take this home you know work on it and then you know sometimes we'll come back to something new or or something that's like polished from from the idea the original idea um, but a lot of the new stuff now, especially because of the distance and, you know, life happens and we can't make it to practice, um, the technology now has made it really a lot easier to just pass the music back and forth and, and play along with it or sing along with it and, and write while we're, you know, kind of like on a hiatus or, you know, just away from the band. So, Chris, do you use that to write your lyrics or do you write those spur of the moment like in a, in a jam session? Um, it's been a mixture, kind of. <laughs> uh, a lot of it, I think, a lot of my writing of the lyrics happens, like, in in the practice. Um, at first, and Eric can probably attest to this, but at first I was really shy. Of course, it's a new project. It's a new, totally new venue for me because I had never been in a band before. Um, you know, I would take my time with my lyrics because I want to make sure that they make sense and <laughs> kind of for freedom and everything. But now, uh, especially now with our our jam sessions and being really comfortable with one another and and listening really closely to where the music is going a lot of the lyrics happen just right there uh, of course some fine tuning and stuff and, and editing uh, and trimming a lot of it down uh, will happen behind the scenes but generally it's it's right there uh, just sitting with everybody that that's actually awesome uh, I I can't tell you how much i love being able to jam and riff off of another musician and i i'm a drummer so i can do that in my sleep but being able to come up (laughs) with words that make sense is just outrageous to my brain i i can't understand it it's it's a a trait that i really wish i had um so can you tell me a little bit more about the song revenge she said that one we how long did we like work on that eric do you know a while (laughs) (laughs) or as we call it uh what do we say two two summers i mean two two summers two winters yeah it it was one of those it it was originally about five minutes long um and it was the the middle part of the song a lot of it was just that heavy chorus part um that i absolutely fell in love with uh, it was it was almost jarring. It was alarming, but then I knew that I could put something melodic to it that would just fit. <laughs> <laughs> um, the beginning part of it, though, uh, it, it was actually that was the set of lyrics that I, I originally came in. It was a separate song altogether, um, but I ended up leaving those two together, and that's how it became essentially, you know, our ten-minute uh, epic song. <laughs> Um, but that is the one that I, was, I mentioned earlier is the basis of our, our newer stuff and the concept yeah. that we're building off of um, with the, the whole clash of the angels and the demons and everything. Uh, but it, going through it, it tells this, it's almost like an argument, at least, I don't know if I've even told Eric this yet, but 
it's, it's the story of the angel and the demon, and they're, they're going through their entire relationship, and it's, it's all a mess. Um, there's a lot of betrayal. There's, you know, questioning, you know, why am I even here? How did we end up this way? And a lot from both of their point of views uh, and, and how just awful their relationship is, but they just can't seem to let go of each other. Um, and it's that whole tortured relationship kind of thing. And and it, it's one of the songs, one of my favorite songs that we've actually written uh, ever. <laughs> and uh, For sure, that was for sure. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just, there's so much. There's so much in it. There all these different elements, and there's power. There's there's you know just aggression. There's drama. It it has a lot of stuff in it, and so I think that's why I, I hold it so dear to myself. This is revenge. She said.
That was Revenge, she said, basis for uh, Creatures of Habit, which is coming out later on this year. Um, so, Chris, during the break, we were talking. Um, I I have to ask you, you are a, a lady in metal. Um, the, the majority of your band is actually um, um, women. Um, how do you feel about how women are treated in music in general um, at current time? That it's actually a really interesting way of wording it, but um, I, I've read several articles at least lately. Um, you know, featuring Alyssa from you know Arch Enemy, Floor from Well Now Is Nightwish, um, talking about this subject. And I mean, I, I feel like it's such a taboo <laughs> almost, <laughs> or it, it almost like makes people unsettled. You know, so a lot of especially the older you know, generation, they, they're not entirely sure how to feel about, you know, women coming into this genre. Um, but music music evolves, you know, it's something that we kind of, you know, mentioned before. And um, I'm just, this is actually a whole new universe for myself. I hadn't, I hadn't really dreamed of, I always wanted to be part of a musical act and, and a band, but I didn't know that I was, you know, headed for a metal band when I signed <laughs> up for this and it's been quite an adventure and, and you know I've actually had the opportunity to talk uh, with a bunch of women in metal like Mary Zimmer from White Empress uh, VK Lynn from uh, from Light Rose the Angels to you know name drop a couple of awesome women in metal <laughs> uh, and it, it's something that we all have to kind of face and, and they really like inspire me um, I actually learned how to get into like screaming. Initially, I didn't do any of that stuff, <laughs> and um, and it was nothing against it. It was just you know my roots as classics and, and and musical theater, and then getting into things like guttural like screams and stuff. It was it, it's 
again, a really new kind of avenue that I've had to explore. And it, it's been really, really cool. Um, earlier, you mentioned stuff about people coming out to the anniversary show. And uh, actually, Eric, <laughs> he mentioned to, you know, all of us at one of the practices before the anniversary show that I guess a couple of customers were like, girls play metal? <laughs> and, <laughs> and of course, we laugh about it. And, you know, we take it in stride. But it, it's one of those. I guess kind of empowering thing, uh, and I think I can speak for the other girls in the band when I say this, but it's really cool to get up there, and sure, we get all those, like, strange, what, what are they doing? Are they just helping the band set up? And then when we actually start playing, just to see the looks on their face, like, whoa, <laughs> you know, that actually came from them. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. actually, over the years, I've been kind of, come to terms with it that it, you know it's going to happen no matter where you go some people may or may not agree with it but you know as an artist you just keep on doing what you what you love and what you do best so it's one of the things that it's not going to stop me from playing metal oh <laughs> uh, well my wife uh and i were just talking about this and um one of her coworkers had basically said women should not be in metal because if women are, or if a few women are in metal, that means there's going to be more women in metal. <laughs> um, I, I think that's appalling because metal is one of those genres where you can be any shape, color, size, sex, whatever you want to call it, and you can still be part of the family. And Absolutely. It seems to me it, it's just ridiculous. Um, how um, men in metal treat women that are actually artistically brilliant. Um, right now, one of my favorite bands to listen to is uh, In This Moment, and they put yes. out Blood, they put out um, uh, Black Widow this year. And, yes, I love those albums. <laughs> yeah, and uh, to me, it sounds like if they would have come out in like early 2000s, they would have dominated Manson and, and Rob Zombie in that genre. Um, but that's my opinion. Um, Maria Brink. Now, I don't think, uh, personally, um, I, I, it's not one of my favorite bands, but I think the theatrics that they put on, um, for their show makes them an, an astounding act to see. Um, another band that I'm really, really into is called Butcher Babies, and they took that title from Wendy O, who was the first woman in metal, um, mm -hmm. Lita Ford I grew up with Lita Ford and and you know Pat Benatar and and just oh, yeah. um women in metal is not a taboo it shouldn't be a taboo at least it should be embraced because there are women that are more manly than men are <laughs> and <laughs> it, it should be embraced and it should be loved because those women are badass I mean I've seen women take down guys bigger than me and I'm a big guy in a pit <laughs> and it's uh, like I said, it should be it should be embraced and it should be loved. It, it should not be you know frowned upon or you're scratching your head. Why are these women doing it? You should be like, yeah, that woman can entertain the hell out of me because she's awesome. So that that's just my feeling. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's good to know that it, it's appreciated. Just in general, um, just. Not necessarily in the middle anyway. I mean, anyone can do whatever they want. <laughs> you know, just set your mind to it as cheesy as that sounds. But yeah, it, uh, it's, it's it's cheesy, but it's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and nobody nobody seems to grasp that until they've gone. Oh, I can do this. 
um uh, i actually have a whole you know whole you know opinion on following your dreams instead of sitting there and complaining about never getting anywhere in life but we'll we'll put a cap on that (laughs) 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 i'm sorry i'm riffing again and i need to stop that (laughs) (laughs) all right so you guys um you guys are releasing creatures of habit um sometime soon hopefully within the summer um can you talk about the title track real fast? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Creatures of Habit. It, it had kind of, it has a really powerful meaning, at least to me, and I explained this to the band as well. Um, the concept just, I don't know. <laughs> I got a word this. The first one is just, it was kind of personal to me, um, and kind of coming off of this women in metal topic, it really kind of hits, hits it right there on the head, but um, it, it's a lot of coming to terms with, with who you are and overcoming a lot of, um, how do you say, a lot of this opposition, the naysayers, it's really just, as you, you know, the word that you've used is embrace, like embracing who you are um, and just kind of doing uh, what you do. Um, because you love it. But the second verse um, actually hit me in a time where someone in the, uh, the well, not to name names or anything, but like the theater community, uh, it was a lot when uh, like the bullying and stuff came to light in the news uh, for someone just because of their, their sexual orientation. Um, basically, you know, that person gets bullied so much to, to what they end up taking their own life um, and, yeah. and then at that yeah. point everyone becomes that they kind of turn face a little bit and, and, and they are like oh no I feel really bad but I'm like wait a minute like a second ago you were just you know against that sort of lifestyle and, and it's a lot about how people are going to do what they do no matter what you say or do <laughs> like you know um, people are creatures of habit. They're going to fall in with the crowd and, and go with what's comfortable with them. Um, sometimes not necessarily because of what they believe in. Um, so at the end of the song, as it you know resolves, it, it's basically coming to, to peace uh, with who you are, like from the, the subject in the first verse, um, and really just opening your eyes to you know what what's changing in the world, you know, concepts, beliefs, uh, sexual orientation, and, and then just more of a why can't we all just get along kind of <laughs> general message. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's the concept that I came up with. If it, it even made any sense. <laughs> it it um, actually, it makes very, uh, very um, good sense. And I kind of want to thank you for writing on that subject not a lot of people will have the the guts to write about something that is so profound and such a a problem in the society we are in right now so that's that's really awesome um but now i will play creatures of habit
That was Creatures of Habit, and that is awesome subject matter, and we need more people to have guts enough to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, until then, um, Eric, uh, you, sir, are a drummer. I am a drummer. That is awesome. 
it makes my heart warm to be able to talk to another drummer after so much time <laughs> um so uh like what is your setup like do you have like full-fledged metal double bass two chinas two crashes you know craziness like that or do you have more of a, a laid-back drum set uh well i recently add a thickening hi-hat and believe me it, it makes things so much easier than having just one oh, yes yes <laughs> i saw uh, i can't remember the name of the drummer i was watching um just drummer videos um videos from drummers i guess on youtube and this guy i never seen somebody that had two two hi-hats and then i saw this guy he had two i'm like oh my god i gotta do that and <laughs> it's it's been so much easier it makes things so much easier having two hi-hats yeah so yes i do have two i have a i don't have a double i don't have two bass drums but i do have a, a pedal uh, a, double, what, a double bass pedal what what are you using is it a dw uh, my drum set? No, the uh, the pedal. What what kind of pedal is it? Uh, it's a combination of one that. Uh, man, I can't even remember the brand. I know one. It's a combination. Like it, one, it's the uh, Elaine. Let me borrow one, and I attach it to the to another one I have bought. I can't remember <laughs> nice. the name of the brand. To be honest, nice. so it's actually two two brands. Each um, each pedal is a different brand. <laughs> that's awesome. I just man. combine them <laughs> with one that uh, Elaine, the guitarist, let me borrow. That that's awesome. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, back to the double hi hats. Um, actually, a bunch of the drummers that I've grown to to know and love actually use two hi hats. Mm -hmm. And uh, up until I stopped playing acoustic drums, that was one of my goals was to be able to have a second hi hat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a natural feeling like when you're playing the ride it's it's easy to play your ride because you know you're opened up and you're easy and and yeah you know it it, it makes more sense with the the second hi-hat you know that right there especially if you're playing fast double bass it makes it so much easier to work oh yeah so much easier um yeah. but that's also another reason why i uh, learned how to play open-handed um using that the main hi-hat with my left hand instead of my right uh -huh. um, because that's more natural at least it feels more natural once you get used to it and it's it's yes. a really really good feeling yes yeah it's been i don't know i i just i, I hardly use my my uh my hi-hat on my left side now everything <laughs> I, I do it on the right side pretty much um do, what symbols do you use do you mix them up or do you have one brand that you use you know what? In all my cymbals and all my hi-hats and everything, I have a Sabian, I have Pace, I have Silgen, I have everything. Oh, nice. I don't, I don't stick to one one specific brand. And not just on drums, just on anything. I don't like to own something just that's one brand. Wow. I like to mix. Because uh, I might like, uh, you know, the brightness of one specific symbol that's the Silgen and then I like, you know, uh, Sabian. So I like to mix mix everything, like everything on my drums. Well, except for the original Toms. Yeah. I, you know, it's 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 on my uh, Toma Rockstar. Oh, nice, but uh, nice. all the symbols that I that I use, they're all different different names. See, uh, for me personally, it's always been Sabian. I, I always buy Sabian. I love Sabian so much. My cat is named Sabian. Because, <laughs> cool. Yeah. 
I just uh, I'm that kind of guy. So that that's awesome, man. That, that's really good. Um, for me, Sabians always had the the sound that I wanted in the cymbals. They're really heavy and and they're they're um, when you hit a crash Sabian, it just sends out a wall of sound, which makes everything better. And yeah. the Chinas are amazing. Um, so uh, do do you uh do you? I'm sorry, my brain's farted again. Um, for your drumsticks, do you go like uh, high end brands, or do you get the stuff that you can break really easily? That you can. Sorry, I couldn't hear that question. I guess. Uh, when when you uh when you use drumsticks, are they the high end brand like Vic Firth and and um and those brands, or are they kind of like the Guitar Center name brand? Uh yeah, I, I buy my drumsticks at um at Guitar Center. Yeah, the the cheap I, uh, not, not sticks. the super expensive stuff, you know, just the regular. I just like uh, the heavy, heavy drumsticks. I like to feel the weight on my hand when I'm playing. Yeah, because if mm-hmm. I use some of the lighter ones, I just feel like I'm just playing with feathers. And after a while, in the middle of the set, I'm I don't feel comfortable. So my 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 um, my drumsticks are very heavy. Uh, do you know I what know, size for they some are? Reason, I, I like that. What was that? Do you know what size they are? Uh, I know they're metal, metal, and I can't remember the the size right oh, okay. now. Uh, cause uh, um, my favorite are actually their um five A's. Um, they're right uh-huh. in between um a two B and a seven A, and okay. um like the two B's are the thick like hammer ones that you can get, mm-hmm. and um the the seven A's are the jazz sticks, the really light kind of thin ones. And mm-hmm. it's right in the middle. It's always they've always treated me very, very well. I I love yeah. that size, so that's what cool. I go for. Yeah, I know. When I first started playing drums, I used to um, have these really short sticks, and uh, they were very, very light. <laughs> I can't even remember the name, the size. <laughs> but eventually, I I you know as I well my my background is it's Mexican music. I started playing Mexican music, so yeah. for that type of music, those sticks were okay. But once when I made the trans the transition to rock music, which it was always my dream to play rock music, yeah, um, I started getting uh, heavier and heavier sticks, and the ones I use right now, you know, they're, they're pretty heavy. I, to be honest with you, I don't remember the the size right now, but um, yeah, they're very long and 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 heavy. That's awesome, man. That's that's yeah. you're you're swinging hammers, man. Uh, do you break cymbals often? I used to break cymbals often. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, but uh, I don't. I haven't break one in a while. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. life right there, man. Well, <laughs> uh, let me correct that. I actually bro- uh, broke one of Elaine's the guitarist hi hat. Oh. Uh, last year. <laughs> oh, that's... So I recently went and buy a buy a about a new one. I oh. broke uh, her hi hat because <laughs> she she was when I first met her. When um, when we used to be in the old band uh, before Spirit Descending was formed, she I met her and she was a drummer. I met her her playing in another band and she was another drummer. So sometimes whenever I need something for my drum set, I ask her and she lets me borrow stuff because she has all her drum stuff too. So <laughs> and yeah, and when we um, when we started playing together, you know, she got the guitar and uh, but yeah, everything I need from drum sets. You know, if I don't have to buy it, you know, I just ask her to let me borrow something until I break it. 
Oh man, that that's life right there. That has <laughs> to be awesome. That really does. Yeah. Uh, I've broken so many symbols, so many sticks. I actually had a, a hi hat that kind of unpeeled like an onion, and um, uh-huh. yeah, it was it was brutal. So I I know how bad that can get. Um, yeah, I was playing. It's not death metal or anything like that. It was just regular, like really fast metal. I guess it would be uh-huh. thrash. And um, yeah, that hi hat that it never stood a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys. So um, yeah, um, I, I'd like to to wrap up now. Um, right now, cause uh, yeah, I've kept you a little bit over the time I asked for, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, so for your future and the band's future, what are you guys looking at? Um, uh, are there shows? in the the near future um and when you guys um do release the cd like what what are your plans um after that are you guys gonna write and record a new one or are you guys going to wait and promote that one for a while well i think uh like like i mentioned before we would like to release uh creatures of habit by summer of this year but i think um as soon as we released it, I think we're uh, gonna start working on a new, on, on new songs, new, uh, new material, to probably, you know, record a new album as soon as we get um, all the songs complete. But um, there's actually a few shows that we have already lined up for uh, this year. Like I mentioned before, in May we're doing two shows in Los Angeles. Um, we we go to Vegas in August, at the end of August, and then at the beginning of September, we go for two more shows in uh, in Los Angeles. That's what we have so far uh, right now. And like I said, we're still working on, um, on a venue for for the release of our album. We would like to do it here in the Central Valley since we're from here. Um, but we're, I don't know, I can't tell you, you know, a, a venue or a date because we don't have it yet. But as soon as we we know, we will definitely let you know, and um, so we can invite everybody to the show or the release. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that, man. I would really like to see you guys live. I, I I I'm very interested to see what you guys you guys are doing. Um, yeah. So where can people find you um, on the internet or um, yeah on the internet? What's your social presence like? Well, we have our website, spiritdescending.com. Uh, you can also find us on pretty much everywhere now. Uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube. Uh, what else, Chris? Everywhere. Right? Uh, yeah, a lot of links we have. We have Twitter, uh, Instagram. I think YouTube is something to kind of add on the question from before. Um, you know, any plans to go on beyond what we have, like planned for shows, is, is YouTube. Um Aside from, or on top of, I guess, uh, of recording acoustic sets and, and all that stuff, I would like to try to get to build on that channel uh, a little bit more. So, yeah, definitely on YouTube. And, oh, Reverb Nation. Um, yeah. But I think that's pretty much it. All right. We would like to get signed. <laughs> if anyone out there, any record label wants to sign <laughs> oh, absolutely. Us, we're, we're available. <laughs> yeah, that, um, 
so before you guys go, uh, it, do you guys have merch that you guys um, are working on or have worked on available? We have merch? Yeah, do you guys have merch okay. available or are you guys working on merch? Um, A lot to have... of our, our, our first uh, logo, our original logo, we have, I think we have a few shirts left, right, Eric? Yes, we do. <laughs> um, and of course, our, our first album uh, is also available for sale. Um, and then we're actually trying to get into printing some new, uh, new shirts with our newer logo. Um, and of course, our EP and then some additional stuff like you know, pins, patches, um, stuff like that in, in the future. Well, keep me, uh, keep me posted on that. I really would like to sport some, some merch for you guys. Oh, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys very much for your time and your effort. It's, I've had fun. I really hope you guys have. And, um, please oh, yeah. let me know anytime you guys have any news. I would love to know what you guys are doing in the future. For sure. Hey, and thank you for having us. It, it was thank you so much. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, thank you guys. You guys are awesome, and, and people should know more about you guys. So I do my part. <laughs> cool. All right, thank guys. You thank you again, and have a good night. All right, you too. All right. Good night. So how about that? Did you like it? I sure did. I want to know what you think, so leave comments. Social media, leave comments on the blog, leave comments on iTunes. While you're there, rate, comment, subscribe, and all of those good things on iTunes because that ultimately helps the podcast. Both Chris and Eric were really great to work with. I really, really hope that this band gets to play in this area soon. I think it's a travesty if a band cannot play in their hometown and make it in their hometown. You have to get over in your hometown to be able to to get the confidence to go on and, and do great things. And I really, really hope that maybe sometime I can be part of them finally being able to play a hometown gig. Again, if you want any information on the band, keep up with them. Go to spiritdescending.com, and that has all of the information you need. As I mentioned before, I am very, very interested in what you think of the episodes. So, on past episodes, on present episodes, let me know what you think. Leave a comment, leave a like, something. Let me know you're out there, people. You can always contact me at facebook.com slash the local music revolution and on Twitter at TLMR podcast. Also on Instagram at the local music revolution because those are the three major sites that I am on with this podcast. Tumblr is acting weird again. Please just let me figure it out if you're following. If not, well then, hey. You don't have to worry. You'll get all the information as everybody else on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on WordPress. So, no worries. Also, you can follow the blog on WordPress. Just go to thelocalmusicrevolution.wordpress.com. Follow that blog. It has all of the information. It's updated as soon as I get information and most of the time, every Thursday, there's a complete change of lineup and everything like that. So you can check all of that out and go from there. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher and many, many podcast catchers. 
for iTunes, you just go to the iTunes store, look up The Local Music Revolution. We will pop up. You subscribe, rate, and comment. Let me know how what you think. That helps iTunes rankings, and it also helps the podcast get to more people. So I would greatly appreciate you doing that. For all of you Android users, such as myself, the podcast is on Stitcher. All you have to do is download the app to your phone, sign up using a regular email, your Facebook, your Google Plus. Main goal is just to sign up. Once you do that, you search for The Local Music Revolution and you subscribe. You let me know what you think and listen to all the episodes. iTunes and Stitcher have all of the episodes that have been released since the beginning. And that is a wonderful thing to have all of these episodes in one convenient place. So go subscribe, rate, comment, and add the local music revolution. If by chance you want to help out the local music revolution, all you have to do is go to the shop up at the top right hand corner of the WordPress and you can go get merch. That will help. Anything that comes through from that will go straight back into the podcast to make better arrangements. Um, it will help fund the website. Jeez, the website's taking forever. But I want it to be perfect, and I'm doing that myself. So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit. Secondly, if you want to, share. All you have to do is share a comment or like a post or something like that. Be involved. Ultimately, when people get involved, more people find interest, and that will help these artists gain momentum. That will help the podcast grow and help these artists gain momentum too. So thank you very much for all of you that have participated. You guys are all wonderful. And if you are looking to be on the show, all you have to do is go to the WordPress at thelocalmusicrevolution.wordpress.com up at the top right hand corner there is an interview sign up sheet all you have to do is fill that out it will send directly to me and I will send you an email confirming and we will work on a schedule for you to be on the podcast please do not contact me first because there are so many people that I am working with I don't want you to get lost in the shuffle and I just feel bad even the thought of it so please do that and i will make sure everything's good next thursday i will have a rap artist out of fresno california a big advocate for the local scene really cool guy very very funny very easy to work with i am talking about none other than mc wicks that's it for another episode as always this is the local music revolution I 